Welcome to the Honest War Gamer. I'm your host, Rob. Welcome to Stream Street Day. Who cares? Four billion and four hundred thirty-three. It's a Wednesday, but I'm joined by the immutably perfect Mr. Sam Morgan. Hello, sir. How are you? Good, mate. How you going? Really happy to see you in full 1080p. <laughs> no cheating tonight. <laughs> You'll be able to see all the pips. <laughs> of your eyes. Uh, uh, hello, everyone who's joined us live. Uh, me and Sam are going to be talking about all of the lists featuring a, a small event over in Australia called GCon, but a nice opportunity to hear Sam's thoughts, really, on a lot of meta lists and how he kind of thinks the game is at the moment. And of course, we all appreciate listening to Sam, so lovely having him here. Thank you to everyone in Twitch chat for joining us live. I see there's a bunch of you like a Reaper, a Raycar, Tomb King Tristan. Uh, I want to th- say thanks to uh, Jimmy Conius and also huge shout out to Pragmatic for donating five gift subscriptions in the chat. That's some big energy this early in the morning. So thank you so much. That's great. Hello, everyone. Uh, I am Delista. Hi, all. First time here. Usually just watching YouTube. Good times. Thanks for being here. All right, Sam, Whoop. catch us up. How have you been? You been well? Good, mate. Good. I, um, I'm just back at work. So I've had 11 months off and I'm, I'm three days in. So wow. lost a lost a little bit of hobby time, but um, I, I ran the numbers and I I've got sixty one games in this this calendar year, sixty one games on the table. So I've I've been able to get a lot of Warhammer in in that that free time, and and now I probably have to scale it back a little bit. Which is like like only like one less per week or something. Yeah, like. that's right. I dropped <laughs> I dropped from three to two. <laughs> uh, so Sam's based over in Australia. For some people who don't know, uh, so obviously playing uh, in person is super cool and all okay where he is just in case someone was like what uh and then uh follow-up is you've also because i'm gonna have to ask you about this uh ha- have to i'm gonna also enunciate my words i picked up a real nottinghamshire accent during lockdown not enjoying it at all the other day i caught myself saying tomorrow no it's tomorrow whole <laughs> word let's go <laughs> you've set up your own youtube channel doing mm-hmm. i think amazing videos on age of sigma stuff could you tell us about what it is kind of like elevator pitch uh, and then we'll include the link in the show notes and then also kind of like how you've like your experiences with it first off elevator pitch all right so the channel is called the list lab um and basically the idea is that i, I really enjoyed the content that you've been putting out with darren um, i really enjoy some of the stuff my mate tubs does on twitter which is you know really focused honed analysis about specific lists and and preferably janky lists um, stuff that's a bit off meta but is also competitive uh so the, the as a starting point i thought that's the type of content that i enjoy sort of as a viewer so i'm going to try and make that myself um some like a a, maybe a broad criticism of, of Age of Sigma content is sometimes it can be a little bit like long-winded um, or it can it can maybe lack some clarity. So, no. No, no, <laughs> no, we are. Exclude. We are. Like, you guys no, are no, high, like... volume, high volume, high quality, which is a rare combination. So, um, sure for me, case. it's like I want to be, you know, concise. Um, I want to be clear. I want to be correct. Um, I want to be cogent. I want to be comical. Like, I, I want... I wanted to have a channel where I'm punching out videos that are like 30 minutes a week um, focused on a particular topic. Generally, that'll be lists, but sometimes I'm sort of um, delving into other areas as well. Okay, amazing. Yeah, like it's always been kind of a dream of mine to do a more condensed show afterwards. But honestly, once I've like done the long talk, it's mm-hmm. uh, it just seems like I'm then recovering old ground. And also, like, I, I think there's, like, I think when it's put together so well, like yours is, and I, again, think it's excellent. So I'm just letting, not just because we're friends, I think it's genuinely good. It's rare that there's content for me, because, like you say, long format stuff is something I don't necessarily have time for. So I like more mm-hmm. condensed information. 
uh, and I think it's really positive. But I also find, for me as a caster, those long-form conversations are very worthwhile. Like I, I, I almost need to push all those ideas out. I, um, I don't, I can't think at a computer and type. It's not where my brain works. Like I need to be in a room or online with some people talking, and then we kind of communicate with each other, and then I kind of at the end of it get like a throwaway tldr of like how i feel and, and, and what's going on um so yeah but amazing stuff have you found uh have you found it how, what's the experience been like yeah it's been really fun i, I enjoy the, the you know putting it together um and doing the, the editing and all that that sort of stuff i'm not particularly good at it yet i need a bit of practice but it feels like every time i do it i'm more comfortable um it's I can't get the levels right. So you've given me some advice around the decibel range, and then other people have given me advice around turning down gain so that the the minimum volume mat- matches the <laughs> another part of the volume, um, and that that's been a bit of a challenge. But be yeah, otherwise, I've I've really enjoyed doing it. I'm I'm like overwhelmed by the level of interaction that it's received so far. So that the number of views, the comments, the things people are sending me in terms of DMs um, have all been super heartening uh, and they, they really sort of do make it worthwhile. But I'm not, not really doing it for anyone else. I'm just doing it because I, I enjoy it at the moment and that's a, a really nice spot to be. Um, yeah, it's it's funny, you know, um, like Twitter is a terrible medium for talking about Warhammer and Twitter is too concise and then like a three-hour podcast is too long. So I'm trying to hit somewhere in between those two things. Um do you know, I, mean, I think it was, um, go on, yeah, go for it. No, no, you go. I think it was Mark Twain. He said like, oh, sorry, I wrote a, a long letter. I didn't have time to do a short one. Like it is actually um, a little bit time consuming trying to condense them down um, because you just want to talk about all these different things and it's this huge ecosystem. So as soon as you start talking about something, there's all these adjacent points that actually feel relevant or interesting. And it's just a question of which of those actually make it in. Which is why Twitter, as you said, is a terrible medium, although I tweet all the time now, mainly to save lives, Me too. to save humanity. <laughs> I, I, I tweet to save humanity, so that's why yeah. I do it. Yeah, the um, uh, because when I put up a tweet, because it's so short, there's no context, but quite often there'll mm-hmm. be like a three-hour podcast tied to the context, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I assume everyone who's on my Twitter has listened. So when, when mm-hmm. I get some reply, I'm like, okay, you haven't engaged with everything I've said previously, mm-hmm. and you don't really get where I'm at. Um, uh, but you can just picture, put up a picture of a model and say model and you're like into the hundreds of likes so uh, yep. who cares about Twitter but also I tweet to save lives right so <laughs> I mean it's a, it's a great thing I'm hoping we get to see more List Lab stuff uh, coming from you uh, in the future very much looking forward to it thanks for doing it as well for the community because again more great content is really valuable for all of us uh, should we talk about the lists shall we yeah let's do it man so this is an event over uh, this is called GCon uh, which is really, really fun. So this is a, a small... Where exactly uh, is it? So we're at in Greensboro, which is the, the northern suburbs of Melbourne, uh, and they've got a club there called the Dirty D6, which has just sort of kicked off in the last 12 months. Uh, and Jay Mack, the guy who's running this event, he, he actually went to his first event in January this year. He went to Smorgancon, uh, and then since then he's subsequently been to two two-dayers. He's running now his second event, and he's just really like thrown himself into the community. He's doing amazing work out in, um, out in the Greensboro area. Amazing. Okay, that's really exciting. So if you guys are around there, um, you should go and check it out. Uh, no, we, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, sweet. Uh, and how many players? It's a smaller event, but that, that's not... Oh, it's just a one-dayer. Yeah, it's 18 players. We've got a two-dayer coming up um, in about, I don't know, three or four weeks' time. So this is an opportunity for everyone to test their lists before they submit, um, and it has the, the same scenarios and, and a similar scoring model. 
Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, brilliant. Uh, thanks to Destructo John for donating five gift subscriptions in the chat. That's incredibly awesome of you. Uh, one of, <laughs> and you've gifted a gift subscription to my man, Sikwa. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so <laughs> me and him go dancing in Nottingham. I didn't even know he watched the show. The fact that he watches the show is one of the happiest. He's like you. Oh. Like He's <laughs> so fucking good. So, yeah, I'm so happy he's watching. All right. You're all great, though, everyone watching. Bob and your tall bastard, we're going to dance one time. Um, right, okay, let's talk through these lists, shall we? First up, uh, we've got Josh Richardson uh, running his IDK and Footh one. I'm going to read out the list, Sam, and then uh, I'm going to kind of ask you not only how do you feel about the list, but more importantly, how you feel about the list in the meta. Like, not, yeah, uh, sure. not even necessarily this event, just in general. So it's Volty in Footh 1. Footh 1, really important. Uh, two mm-hmm. Soul Scryers, which I think is quite interesting. Uh, an Eidolon aspect to the Storm. Then you've got three Ishling Guard um, uh, twice, and then you've got three Morsar Guard once. Um, and then you've got an, an, uh, three Sharks, so three Alapexes with a Razor Shell Harpoon. Um, and then you've got the Achelian Leviadon with a reverberating carpe. So that's obviously extending the range of that plus one save uh, is what they're doing. And the Sharks are shooter versions. How do you feel about Deep Key and generally in the meta anyway and lists like this, Sam? Yeah, sure. So firstly, um, I think Josh is the reigning champ. So this is G-Con too. I think he's he's coming with a crown um, and he literally gets a crown and a scepter. So he's going to be rocking that round one. Um, and then, and sadly for Josh, I think he'll be losing round one because this list isn't particularly good. Um, what can we say? The, the Ishlayan, they're a trap, man. They're, they're, they're a trap. They're just not going to do the damage you need to win games of Age of Sigma. Um, and the, the same is true of the Turtle. So we got these um, updates through, I think it was Marathi. They were the first yeah. book, weren't they? Um, and the internet was sort of losing their mind about how strong Ideneth are defensively. Uh, but they sort of missed the point, And that's that... The, Ideneth win games through output and punch, and every time you trade a Morsar guard unit for something, um, you, you need that unit to then be doing a commensurate amount of damage to still be able to win the game. So there'll be some matchups where you know two up unrendable eels um, are unstoppable, but the the reality is on the top tables, Zench, Seraphon, Lumineth, Realm Lords um, all have a number of ways of doing extremely high mortal wounds so they just work around that that ignore save anyway um the aspect of the storm is brilliant and the double soul scryer is super interesting so if if he's able to you know pull off some some plays with those that that could that could keep him in games but i don't i don't like this type of ideneth list i like seven times more sargard and um two or three times eighth wing depending on points well so i think one of the things uh, (laughs) yeah No, yeah, no, it's, it's all good. I think one of the actually interesting things about this is that is the dynamically different way in which the army plays like versus the seven Morsar, for example. Mm-hmm. So what we would see is we would see trading quite a lot. So you'd put yep. three on an objective that get knocked off by maybe one of their big punch units. I don't know, some Marauders, uh, Fire Slayers, whatever it might be. And then you would obviously like you would trade back into them, especially because you're really looking to just hold off until turn three. That was the, That's mm-hmm. how you were trying to set up your tempo. In this situation, like everything you're trading with is something that's fairly valuable, although fairly hardy as well, uh, like mm-hmm. Eastling Guard when they've got that plus two save. So I, I, I agree with you, because it's not like he's uh, avoided it. The double Soul Scry is an interesting choice. That's so really cool, of... isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you've seen that generally go away. Generally, the concept mm-hmm. of dropping down and deep striking has was kind of like two years ago, um, as opposed mm-hmm. to kind of the more so, like the eels over the last year. Okay, uh, so that's Josh. Big shout out to Josh. And then uh, Matt Ken. I was like, I'm, I was like reading this. I was like, am I losing my mind? But no. So Matt's got a, a different an Ideneth <laughs> list as well, which is Footh One. Similarly, Volty, obviously with a Void Chill Darkness uh, Mount Trait. 
idle on uh, with a kind of midlight. Uh, and then he's got he's got two times three Ishling guard against so the defensive ones, a bigger brick of six Morsar guard, and then he's got one shark with the net launcher, so that's the can't pile in uh, shot, and then the two Alapexes with the razor shell harpoons. So lo- longer mm-hmm. longer range shooting. Um, how do you? How, and then obviously the again the Leviathan, but this one it's times it's ancient, so it's going to ignore all Pippa rent. How do you feel yeah. about this list instead? Yeah. I don't know. No soul scryer is a bit of a worry, isn't it? Everything's starting on the board. Um, and it means that your opponent has an opportunity to counter deploy and to have a sense of, you know, where at least you're starting. I get that the army's fast and they get run and charged twice in this, in this sub faction. Uh, Matt's been playing like 50 or 55 blight Kings. So I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm so happy to see that he's shifted armies. Um, this, this one again, I think it, it's going to be pretty situational, um, but it, it, to me, it, it it feels objectively worse than just running Morsar guard. So, yeah, yeah so, I, I don't, uh, I don't our man, our man Adam uh, uh, Adam in the chat, Plymouth Troll Slayer said, uh, people stop need people need to stop being hipster and just embrace twenty seven fire eels. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the play. Um, yeah, Matt's, that, Matt's that's... a good player, but I oh, just, I don't see this list being particularly good. Okay, all right. Uh, so next up, uh, and for context, by good you mean like. Because I think that can comfortably three two four one comfortably. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. more in the into the into the top tier uh, bracket, the Champions League, no Super League of uh, of, of books. Uh, <laughs> right, Marcus P has got an OCR Bone Reapers list in Mortis Praetorians mm-hmm. uh, from Ooglu. So he's got he's got uh, Catacross and he's got Nagash, and then he's got twenty ten ten Mortec Guard. He's got the Umbral Spell mm-hmm. Portal and he's got the Burning Head. Cute little trick with the burning head, making it so that protection the gash is going to teleport yeah, itself. Proc that. You, yeah, yep. proc that. Uh, so that's a, a DPR save that he, if he fails, he gets to teleport the gash, and he gets to do that in his own hero phase, which means he's then got the ability to move mm-hmm. and charge. Uh, it's very, 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 very good. How do you feel about this kind of like pseudo teleporting the gash list? I know I sent you the scenarios. I just want to see what are we playing? Scorched Earth, Shifting Objectives, and Focal Points. Um, this list should be awful at Scorched Earth. Oh, my God. <laughs> so you got five units. Great. Um, I, I played against this recently, um, and I played against Arthur from South London Legion, Volgaris. Mm. Um, he's now, you know, on a 71-game winning streak against me, so that's good. That's really good for my <laughs> ego. If I just, if I really want to get a kicking, I just give him a call and say, "Hey, mate, you're free for a game." Um, he he obviously beat me to extend the streak, um, and I wonder if this is him playing under an alias. He's trying to get those reps in. Um, it's a really it's a really good list. It's really cool. Uh, what's his name? Nagash gives you so much utility. Uh, obviously, with a build like this, where what's he got? Forty two models. Um, it, it's gonna it's gonna suffer in a lot of matchups. But equally, uh, there's going to be a number of armies that just cannot deal with it. Uh, and I think it's really, I think it's really fun. I think it's a really fun and interesting list. And I think, um, you know, in a five-game event, it probably is a three-two list. But in a one-day, you could you could definitely get the run you need and, and cop three opponents that just can't deal with it. Yeah, absolutely. And Nagash is a beat stick at the end of the day, as is Catacross. There's a lot of control in the list yeah. as well, which I think yep. is is pretty important. Um, but yeah, those those. Mortark, it's, it plays very similar to the host Arcanum list. I think like you've got to deal with the you've got to deal with the gash, but then you've got to deal with the scoring units. 
Uh, yeah, I really like that. Uh, Bevan B, big shout out Bevan, uh, is running Boulder Head Ogre Moor Tribes, Frost Lord and Stonehorn. We're mainly an Ogre Moor Tribes channel now, I, I think, recently. It's oh, cool. become like, <laughs> wasn't on purpose. It's just I fall yeah. in love with the battle toe because of three war scrolls, apparently. So Frost Lord and mm-hmm. Stonehorn. So it's in Boulder Head, so plus one wound on all the monsters. Frost Lord and Stonehorn, Huskard on Thunder Tusk. Then it's those four Mournfang, and then it's three Thunder Tusk Beast Riders all in the Torbat Battalion. And then there's an extra command point in there as well. So, uh, like, you can, command ability you can fight on the top bracket. The Thunder Tusks are put out like a... There's four of them. So he's actually going to be rolling 48 dice at a 30-inch threat range, uh, mm-hmm. fishing for mortals and stuff. And then you've got to deal with the Frostal and Stonehorn uh, as well. How do you feel about Ogamore tribes and lists like this? I love Ogamore tribes. I think that book is incredibly deep uh, and that perhaps a lot of us... Um, you know, missed the mark when we thought it was just about the the, the stone horns. I think Stuart's shown that both Yetis and Iron Guts have play. Um, there's some cool stuff you can do with scale builds. And um, Bevan actually went 4-1 and one at Bendigo with this list. I think he top 10, uh, okay. which is just really, really cool um, because the, obviously the Thunder Tusk is massively underrepresented um, on any table, let alone the top table. Uh, the other thing that it does is that the Everwinter, so it's doing Mortal Wounds in the Hero Phase, and then it's doing um, the the Prayer gets a buff in this sub-faction, so it does like a... Um, you, you pick a point and then all of the units within a distance of that are taking mortal wounds. So the, the volume of mortal wounds across the army is really significant. Uh, obviously them all counting as 10 models is really fantastic as well. Um, so yeah, I think based on his recent, recent performance um, and based on the fact that, you know, the Ogre more Trump's book is a sleeper book. This one could do really well. Yeah, uh, I agree. I agree. And if it goes into the right matchups can do really well. Like mm-hmm. we saw with Steven actually just from the weekend, just yep. clearing out those 180 skinks. And then if it goes to the wrong matchup like that Archeon, it's, uh, it's pretty much a whitewash. So yeah, big fan of this. Do we know, do we know what time it was for the skinks player? Like I assume they were drunk. I watched that game. That was awful. That was just like, I'm going to push my toys up and just let you take them off. Like just, hope. Dude, just one screen, one screen and you win the game. Um, that was a, <laughs> that was a strange one to be a viewer for. It was also showing that you, like, I thought that Seraphon was like super smooth brain, but no, you can mess it up. Like, yep. like, <laughs> so that was interesting. Uh, right. So uh, next up, Mateo, um, Sons, of, Sons of Behemoth. So he's got the Stomper tribe. He's got the War Stomper Mega Gargant. He's got those two times three man crushers. Uh, and then he's got three by one man crushers. So just the one uh, Mega Gargant. How do you feel about this list, Mega Gargants? And Mateo, you said, was a fairly new player. Yeah, I think he's, this is his first tournament, so I've, I've not met him before. Um, hopefully he has a really awesome time. I think he's, um, he's, taken, the, uh, he's taken the Giants in a direction um, which, pro- which probably is going to be the most consistent. I think, you know, that, that particular tribe from a damage output perspective um, and the extra command abilities that they have access to um, is, is probably the, the best new player tribe. I think the tribe where you get additional bodies for objectives um, and the Kraken Eaters, the general, is probably the best overall, um, but it's probably a bit more nuanced and difficult to play. So I think, um, you know, it he's, also he, plays he's done... very different to how you would expect them all to play, which is oh, like... 100%. Yeah, there's, you know... Yeah. What is it? Cognitive dissidence with that army. Um, yeah, I think 
good luck to this bloke. I, do, I don't like that book at all. I think uh, I want to separate the player from the book. The book is just a joke. Um, and it's it's the sort of book that once it's been to three events, uh, you'll see those players that spiked and got lucky with a four and one at the first event um, back down on the bottom tables where they belong. So, um, you know. Yeah, yeah, agreed. I've got, I've got I, no time for it. I just I, it, right? let's just move on then. It has a, it has a visceral effect on me, Rob. <laughs> same, although I'm over it a bit. But yeah, same. And also, oh, no. what's nice is what's what's nice is for Mateo is, is he's gone the other route. He hasn't gone for the yeah, objective holding cool. route. He's gone for I'm gonna just go and punch stuff, which I think is cool. And I actually throwing. There's, this actually has shooting this army. Yeah, yeah, quite a bit. I I quite like the I quite like double gatebreaker. I do. I really mm-hmm. do like. I do like a double gatebreaker build, just because I think the players are there, like to just smash, do stuff, and there's some genuine output. Um, but like, yeah, I still think it's not the best. Uh, right. So, Prop Joe, thank you for resubscribing. By the way, I just need to say a massive thank you to you. That's super awesome of you. Uh, what up? Uh, bottom tables where they blog. <laughs> uh, this list has room. Uh, okay, the most in power. Cool. Right. Next up, this list. Um, and but big shout out to Matteo. Everyone who's new going to events, big love to you, uh, especially. Oh, it's an over. awesome environment there as well. Like in terms of its location, it's really beautiful. You can see the you see like the start of the bush. There's good food there. The people are really nice. You, you couldn't ask for a better place to to kick off your tournament career. Perfect. Uh, right. So next up, this list. I don't think it says the player. I don't know why, but it's Zinch Hosarkanum, and we've talked about this forever at this mm-hmm. stage. Archeon, mm-hmm. Kairos, Blue Scribes, Chaos Sorcerer Lord. Uh, Great Bray Shaman, it, which is slightly different to the one we saw at the weekend, but obviously Goat Watch is key. Three, uh, one unit of Tempink Horrors, two units of Screamers, and the Umbral Spell Portal. Sam, we obviously saw this play. We've seen this play a lot on TTS now, and obviously yep. I did a lot of coverage over the weekend. I've even yep. done a Monday kind of deep dive show. What's your overall feeling on this kind of list? It's super strong, isn't it? It's mm. like it, the, the Zench book provides... Um, a range of options for you so that you're just not playing warhammer like the the destiny dice and the the um the little agendas uh and then you you, you couple that with the pre-game move automatically dispelling spells in or unbinding spells in in three phases dispelling every single hero phase for free twice um like it's just that's that's incredibly strong uh this is biggie p who's running this list okay. and i pl- i played biggie p at club the other night in legitimately in an open play game and i didn't read the i didn't read the room and my list was so so strong and his list was so so fun so i um i, I probably am like deserving of a, a <laughs> um a return punch from biggie p so i think if he if he cops me on the weekend he will beat me with this list um but yeah whenever you're playing open play the first thing to do is just to to box out the rules of engagement and understand what you're doing um that was, yeah. that was my, my mistake. This, this is great. <laughs> I mean, this is like I, I, our man Bud. Our man Bud's been playing this heaps on TTS. And, um, mm. Yeah, piss dude. Absolute ripper. Um, yeah. And he's he's sort of, I think, new to filth. So he's progressively learning it and getting better at it. He's not just winning all his games. The list on its own isn't just going to give you a 5-0. and oh. You need to play well. Um, and you, you need to avoid bad matchups because I think that there are some that that might have might not have happened over the weekend. We might have seen, you know, an aberrant number of um, of Zench lists at the top, but I don't think that necessarily is representative of them being the best army in the meta at the moment. Yeah, and that's an interesting take. Like I, Colonel Cabby saying that he thinks that this this is the meta list at the moment. Uh, Dajun asks who open play is. Um, no, it's what what <laughs> is. Uh, but hilarious, I love that. Thanks to Tristan for resubscribing for twenty nine dollars. Big love, baby. Uh, get it gone. 
Um, uh, yeah, and I think uh, kind of that brings up a question of something like a theory that's bandied around at the minute um, that if you, you should play a bad army to be better, um, but obviously playing a good army to get better. You got any <laughs> thoughts on that? You should play whatever you like playing. Um, and you shouldn't care what other people think. And if someone tries to hobby shame you because you're playing filth, fuck them. And if someone tries to hobby shame you because you're not doing well, also fuck them. Just roll dice and enjoy yourself. Perfect. My exact sentiments. Yeah. Uh, right, so Anthony Zed uh, is taking a more Praetorian's list as well for OCR mm-hmm. Permeapers. He's cut across an Arkan this time as opposed to Nagash, uh, which means he's got more bodies. Uh, well, a lot more, actually. So he's got 20 mm-hmm. more tech, 10 more tech, 10 more tech, like the list we saw previously. But then in addition, he's got five Kavalos Death Riders, and he's got two units of more tech Crawlers and the Bone Tide Shrieker, which I'm surprised we don't see more of. Uh, it's really it's good. Yep. Really good. Really, really good. Uh, but those two Crawlers... Uh, in there as well. I know Owen, like as a long-time OCRs player, has moved on from crawlers into harvesters. That's kind of where he's at. Mm-hmm. I think it's because yeah. of the ability to pin down crawlers. But OCRs and kind of the inclusion of crawlers in OCR lists. Have you got any feelings on this? I love crawlers. I've been playing crawlers in mixed death, and I'm alternating between the burning head um, or the the bone type shrieker because you know one's plus one to hit, one's reroll, one's to hit. It just it you know it it there, there's no right choice, but they're both of those things are amazing at buffing the the crawlers. Crawlers can change a lot of matchups where the opposing army's um, buffs and synergies are, are built around the five or six wound models, or even the four wound models in the case of Skinks, uh, and they can really flip those. And the crawler gives you an auto win against Gits, and it gives you an auto win against Skaven, in my experience. So those two games, you, you rack up and you you've just won the game. Um, I do want to quickly give Anthony a shout out though. So I first met Anthony at Games Workshop Ringwood in the late 90s. I went to his 12th birthday party like 20 years ago. His parents drove us all to the local Warhammer club that I didn't usually get to go to. Um, We were just like starstruck because some of the big names for Warhammer Fantasy 6th edition and 40K, like whatever edition were there. Uh, They got us fish and chips. It was awesome. It was really cool. I haven't haven't actually ever played a game of Warhammer against Anthony, but I've I've known him now for for 20 years. So it's really cool that he's getting into the scene. Um, And he, he won a Golden Demon back in the day as well. So hopefully he's still a really good painter that would be cool that's amazing and also a great yep. story i love that especially fish yep. and chips yeah i know there's he doesn't want some fish and chips <laughs> yeah when you're like 12 or 13 years old big time man yeah all the time yeah absolutely yep. um <laughs> right so uh, yeah great list and also uh, and i love that so i kind of want anthony to do well just based on the story now uh right so then you've got nick m so he's got stormcast eternals and this time he's gone for a storm creek storm keep sorry but it's a homebrew. Thank you, by the way, to Dave Frazier for resubscribing. You keep being sassy on Twitter. Love that forever. Love that. Uh, Knight Heralder, Lord Castellant, uh, Lord Relictor. It's got translocation. And of course, the Lord Castellant has got Staunch Defender. And then he's got two lots of five Liberators and five Free Guild Handgunners, which I really like in there. Two lots of 10 Chameleon Skinks, which I think is great. Uh, and then six Evocators on Dracoline. That's a 520 point unit. How do you yes, feel get about in. it? Yeah. Get in. <laughs> uh, how do you feel about this list? Uh, it's really cool. So he's got 10 Evos as well. So this one punches out a heap of mortal wounds. So the Evocators on foot and the Evocators on Dracoline, um, I think. I'm playing him round one, so I'm, I'm pretty sure I that thought... he had two units of Evos. Let's he's have got a look. one unit of, of uh, Evocators on Dracoline, but I, like, yeah. he's got two units of Liberals. No, nah, I reckon... I reckon just, he's got more. Let's, it's just you might not be possibly. 
Uh, it's on mine. So he's got six evocators on Dracoline and then 10 on um, on foot. Okay. Uh, and it comes to 2,000 points. Otherwise, he'd be a bit short with, with your version, even with the, a quarter of the points being in that one unit of Drax. Um, so this is really cool. The the camo skinks obviously punch out mortal wounds. Uh, the evocators, the, they actually do a fair bit of damage there i think that they're really good um then he's got the extra defense from staunch and the artifact that comes out of that um homebrew storm host is reroll sixes to hit from shooting Mm. so that's obviously really good um in this meta as well um nick is also relatively relatively new so i think he went to the vic gt out in bendigo um, he messaged me and he said, oh, I hope you're scared because, you know, I was the second highest ranked Stormcast player at Vic GT. <laughs> of two. <laughs> and, then he, and then he followed it up with of two. <laughs> uh, takes, uh, takes, really me cool. back, takes me back to uh, Warhammer Fantasy Battle Day, South Coast GT, uh, so 8th mm-hmm. edition, Chaos Dwarves. Mm-hmm. There I go walking home with my Chaos best Chaos Dwarf uh, player trophy. I was like, I came 114th, Dwarf. but best Chaos Dwarf player. Like, yeah. I'm cool with that. Uh, yeah, great. Yeah. Um, there's lots in this list, uh, but I think it has some like inherent weaknesses, of course, as well. Like it yeah. can be fairly tanky, but I like that it's making up for the weaknesses. So what I mean by that is, is big punch unit in the evocators, either one they don't fly. Uh, but the camo skinks for for keeping people honest in the backboard, and then some handgunners for holding objectives and projecting power in the midfield is quite true. nice. Right. Yeah. 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 And you can trade. Yeah, I like swings. Screens that can do multiple things, and and that's certainly what the handgunners can do. Um, I think Stormcast, as a book, they're obviously in in dire need of a new book, so they're they're probably just marginally ahead of Slanesh and, and Sylvaneth, and probably down there with Sons of Behemoth. So we've probably got like three or four lists from S tier, and then three or four lists from the very bottom tier. Um, and all things being equal, hopefully those those guys don't end up like cross pollinating or something. Hopefully the the S tiers play each other, and the the bottom tiers play each other. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Nice. Can I just thank Sam the Great for uh, gifting a gift subscription to the chat? That's fucking super lovely of you. That's lovely. Thanks very much. Um, uh, loads and loads. Oh, there's the evocators. God, I'm dumb. Uh, right. Okay. <laughs> next up, <laughs> just scroll down like one second, Rob. Uh, anyway, next up is you've got uh, James, and he's got a Nurgle army. Bless sons, of course. Harbinger of Decay is mm-hmm. the new. Um, uh, Broken Realms Techlist in effect at this event yet, or have they got the five week, a uh, four week cutoff as well? I don't know what the call was about FAQs. I, I have a feeling that we're just stuff that has an FAQ because that's typically how we like to play. Um, and yeah, a lot of like Lumineth don't even have an FAQ yet, so a lot of the the stuff is probably um, is is probably the old old money, old book, yeah. old money. That's the correct way to do it, in my opinion. Because I was looking I at this, so. I, was, I was excited for Nurgle, because I saw a Nurgle list, and I was like, oh, I was like, oh. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. <laughs> Just sneezed on camera, that's the worst. <laughs> uh, thanks to Cold Shoulder for resubscribing. Anyway, Harbinger Decay, uh, Gut Rot Spume, Lord of Blights, and Bellacor, old Bellacor, old money, 240 mm-hmm. points. And then 35, Bell- no, sorry, 40 Blight Kings. So three tens. Two fives. My preferred way of running Blight Kings, actually, as opposed to Brig Bricks of 15 and 20. Uh, and then all in the Blight Cyst. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, and an extra command point spent in there as well, uh, straight away to just kind of avoid a battle shock or something. How do you feel about these Blight King lists and, and kind of DPS checklists in, in as a whole? I really like this take on it. I think bringing the, the Harbinger in for the um, 5 plus DPR with the number of mortal wounds that are in the meta at the moment, that's, that's a nice move. Um, 
and then the through the blessed sons obviously if someone dies on a two plus you you're splashing back a mortal wound and when you've got 35 blight kings that can start to become really significant so it's that you, you do 30 mortals of splashback uh, the summoning in nurgle is is pretty good so bringing on 10 plague bearers to hold home objectives um is is actually they're pretty tough to get through because they have innate debuffs uh, and then the the command uh, trait is that he gets a free six inch run every turn. So you couple that with the fact that you get run and charge from the trees, um, and you know he's actually then able to be able to be really quick at getting across the board. And then he's got a deep striking unit as well. I love this list. I think it's really clever. Um, I think it's really strong. And I hate I hate playing against Balakor um, in, in an army that's that's already really hard to get through because it could just turn off your hammer. It can turn off your hammer for you know two two really important turns of the game. Um, yeah. It's an it's an awful matchup. Um, it's an awful matchup for me with the the wither stave being you know just unit within twelve reroll sixes to hit, and we've we've obviously seen how effective that is on Archaeon. Uh, and I think you know that that coupled with the already tankiness of Nurgle is just a, a great combination. And I, I much prefer to play this as much as I hate Bellacor. I much prefer to play this than fifty or fifty five. Um, Blight Kings, those games are just soulless. They are, they are soulless. And this has got more. I love the Witherstave inclusion, and I like mm-hmm. the, that what that generally... We talk about a lot that with Archeon, but I, I think people have gone backwards to the Witherstave in a load of ways because of what we've seen with Archeon, and all mm-hmm. as a reflection to Skinks, Salamanders, and of course Lumineth Realm Lords. Uh, kind of brings me to the question, though, in this list, like you said with Bellacor, how do you feel about Bellacor's new war score? You take an opportunity to look at it, right? Like So the points increase, wound increase output increase how do you feel yeah yeah i I, i'd like to see it in the context of you know armies and see it on the table it doesn't feel that hitty it like it i i get that he's got a better combat profile now um but yeah i think i my my initial feel is that probably we'll see less play because the old one was just so under costed like when you're in the the 200 and whatever points bracket and you're ethereal um and you're a two caster and you're stopping a unit and you don't have to even be alive um like you're almost an auto include but as you up the points you have to you have to lose something to to bring him in now so it's going to be interesting um i don't care whether they're creative or not if they've got a good war scroll right and they roll it back out the next year that i'm fine with that like me too me too. I think. Yeah, I, think I, 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 I think, like you said, he was only in list so often because of how cheap it was. Yeah. I think now, yeah, yeah. now he's genuinely a unit that you take because you're taking his role with his additional mm-hmm. bonuses, which mm-hmm. I think is probably better because really before it was a gimmick that you were including because it was cheap, and now he's been yeah. given a like more comprehensive war scroll to be a thing or not. Like you get to choose. Mm-hmm. So like I think there's, I think there's a better kind of parity. Uh, but yeah. It, very interesting. I like him into spoilers. I think into spoilers, you, he'll see some play because he gets a five up after save, and he heals wounds in the hero phase, uh, and also he can make things pitch black so that then the opponent can't see him. So I think into spoilers, he could be really good, and there's probably some lists there um, if you have an opportunity to play around with it. But... As well, like, but yep. we'll see. Yeah, we'll sure. see. Like you said. Um... Okay, Brody, Brody, uh, with mm-hmm. his cities of Sigmar Tempest Eye list. So uh, love this list, by the way. Uh, so he's got a Knight of Zeros, Free Guild General on Griffin, which is 320 points, which is quite a mm-hmm. bit for that, but that's fine. Um, and then he's got, he's the command trait Swift as the Wind, and he's got the Sis Stone Amulet, sorry, as well, which is going to be uh, that plus one wound. And then he's got the two Gun Haulers, and then he, in the Aether Guard Windrunners Battalion, he's got the two times five Free Guild Outriders, and then the five times ten 
free guild pistoliers. Love mm-hmm. this list. We saw this play really well in 2020s. Uh, Sheffield Slaughter, Joe Purcell was running it. Um, I don't know if I've seen it run at many other events. I don't know if it was at CanCon at all. But like, how do you feel about this list? This is no. this is pretty unique and it's rarely played, but I think it's great. Yeah, it's fantastic. The gun haulers are in the battalion as well. So it's really cool because they're part of Tempestai, the Caradron Overlord. So um, what's it giving you? Retreat and shoot and retreat and charge. Uh, yeah. And it's reducing the drop. So you're just a, a two drop with the, the Knight of Zeros there. Typically, you'd see this list taken with the the Hurricane for yeah. plus one to hit. Uh, also, there's a spell there for plus one attack, or there's a long-range magic missile, which is really good. Um, and, and typically, you'd see Hawkeye um, rather than Swift as the wind. I don't know. Like, run and charge on the Griffin is fine. But, I, you know, I think it's run and charge and possibly also fight first. But I, I just think, yeah, Hawkeye for plus one to wound. When you're shooting and then shooting again in the charge phase with all those pistoliers um, probably would be the, the stronger build. But whatever. If you want to run your griffin in there and have him bop something on the head, that's really cool as well. Um, and I just love the, you know, all the War Scroll stuff going on with this this army. So the, um, the gun haulers have an amazing War Scroll where they're able to teleport around and apply pressure and steal objectives and do mortals in multiple phases pistol is fighting after they've charged or shooting which is even better than fighting shooting after they've charged um the volume of shots you get out of a handgun a unit like i think statistically that the math on a um a hang at a um what are they called an outrider is is better oh. than though the the ones with the big guns is better yeah. than the um the handgunners so five outriders actually do more damage um, and I think handgunners are a really awesome unit. So, um, yeah, I think this is a cool list. And, you know, plus one save from Tempesai, extra move, extra run, awesome. Yeah, okay, amazing. Yeah, yeah, really great list. Love this, big fan. Um, so then moving on, Sam Morgan, uh, Vampire Woo! Lord on Zombie Dragon. Vampire Lord mm-hmm. uh, uh, on Nightmare. Necromancer, three times 10 zombies, 20 hex rates, three times five hex rates in the Dolores Guard with an extra command point. Now, it, mm-hmm. this, we've had you on the show before to talk about your, your hex race um, in this. Mm-hmm. You've been running them pretty religiously. Um, what changes have you made or what's kind of key without trying to give away yeah. to the strategy, I guess? I give away it all. I don't care. So the um, the list that I spoke about with you previously was oriented around the Death Riders Battalion, which includes a Black Coach and some Dreadblade Harrows. And that one you could fight. Um, if you made a successful charge of nine or more on the dice, this one we've we've shifted over to Dolores Guard. So plus one attack on the charge, uh, and the general, if they're within three inches of of any of the hex raids, handballs wounds on a two plus, um, wow. which is just amazing. So this this particular list, um, basically, we we wind the hex rates up, and they go in and do three hundred and twenty attacks, and they're re-rolling misses. So the re-rolling misses is obviously really important because it means we're able to proc those sixes for mortal wounds uh, against things that are debuffing to hit and against things that are making us re-roll sixes to hit. Uh, and 320 as like a volume, like a volume exercise. If I play against that um, Gargant's list and he groups his army together. I'll kill his whole army in one combat phase, his whole army, every single model. And if he spreads his army out, I'll just pick them off. So like the the amount of damage that you're able to consistently do, and that's supported then by the Guardian of Souls, gives them plus one to wound. So obviously you just you you wind them up as best you can and you, you throw them into the world. Uh, and then the dragon, he's got a really cool artifact. He's got the Cloak of Mist and Shadows, and it lets you teleport. The teleports are within, not a wholly within. So because he's on um, 130 mil base, 
within means a 12-inch teleport becomes 17.1 inches. So what he can do is he can charge a frontline unit and then he can bounce 17.1 inches over and then pile in three. So he ends up 20 inches away from where he charged. It also means that he can avoid all sorts of um, activation war shenanigans. So he can just sit obviously outside of three because he's charged then pile in. And if they charge me in, in their turn, I just teleport him away. So he's really cool. Um, he's awful. Like he's he, the the vampire on Zombie Dragon is is not good. I've been running to uh, more tech crawlers in the games where like I'm trying to take a stronger list and to the two day I'll run two crawlers. But I thought this was going to be like a fun event. I didn't know there was going to be change host, host Arcanum, <laughs> two times Idenf. <laughs> filthy filthy nurgle like i didn't i mis i misread the room i thought it was going to be a little bit more chill but um he'll be heaps of fun to play and then um yeah everything just buffs and i've got heaps of like heaps of ways of bringing back wounds so what can i do uh i can bring back like 15 wounds so seven hex rates a turn in the big unit uh and then i can then i can bring back uh let's say six across the other two units so you can bring back 13 hex rates a turn which is obviously pretty good that's very good, very good, especially yeah. when there's, yeah, <laughs> really good. Okay, uh, can I just thank Gitly for resubscribing, big love to you, everyone else, uh, yeah, the Sambi Dragon. All right, cool. Uh, Carlos G, Carlos G here, Skaven Tide. Uh, I like this list, I really want to ask you about this, actually. Arch Warlock, uh, who's the general with the Verminous Valor, and he's got the Valor, the Fulminator, which means, of course, the Doom Wheel is in there as well. At the bottom, there's the Grey Seer on Screaming Bell, and there's a Warlock Bombardier. Uh, they've all got more and more warp power, and then the Grey Seer's got Skit Elite. Then there's 40, 20, 20 Clan Rats, so 80 bodies on the board. And then there's mm -hmm. six Storm Fiends, 520 points still, which feels a lot. And then uh, the Warp Lightning Cannon. Um, and then he's also got the Warp Lightning uh, Vortex, and he spent an extra CP for that turn one kind of like immune to battle shock, which is Yeah, smart. protection. How do you feel about Skaven Wholesale? How do you feel about this list? I think this might be Carlos's first event, and he's written a really clever and strong list. I, I think this is, um, you know, this is probably the sort of direction that if I wasn't playing Clan Eshin, that I'd, I'd take my Skaven. Uh, lots of Clan Rats, they're fantastic, and then ably supported by good casters. The um, the endless spells are good, aren't they? So the 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 purple sun because you can pop up. You so you what you can do is skid a leap over to next to a piece of plus one to cast terrain. Then you can cast your endless spell and then you can teleport away back behind your lines. Um, so you can do these really low risk plays where you end up close to your opponent's deployment zone, throwing an endless spell through and then being completely safe um, when it goes to their turn. Um, I think overall, Skaven is is not the army is not the army it was on release. On release, it had a number of rules that were pretty unique to Skaven, and it was able to do damage and project power in a way that was pretty unique to Skaven. But now a lot of armies do that similarly, but better. Um, and the, from a from a bodies perspective, like a lot of armies that, that are able to also put out a hundred bodies have a higher quality. Um, so like a skink, for instance, versus a clan rat, it's it, they're not comparable. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, of course. Yeah, I, yeah. See, I, I, overall, I, they're, go on. Sorry. They're, they're, they're fine in the fat middle, aren't they? I think so as well. But although, like, I think the Storm Fiends fell off because people couldn't take nine. Like, yeah. the, the Skaven yeah. list that we saw at one point was so, was so dominating, it just won. Like, it was like mm -hmm. the nine with the buffs with the bridge was a thing. Mm -hmm. But I still think this has got, like, play. Like, and I think that's one of the things, like, you know, looking at Stuart with the the Yetis and, and the other stuff, like, it's got all of the key components I would want in an army. It's got a janky and a spell, which is, like, very, very strong for, like, you know, and we've seen that played quite well where it's not, 
the what it was, where it was an alpha strike, you know, you start to play into the midfield and then you drop, dump that in the middle of the board. That's horrific for your opponent to play into, especially when they've committed at that point. Um, they've got bodies. They've got at least 80 bodies in those clan rats and they're very, very cheap. They've got really strong magic and then they've got like some outrageous output from the Storm Fiends um, and then uh, the Doom World. I'd say probably that the only thing really is that the Storm Fiends are the only threat. So if you've got something that can target that 520 points, then you're in a good spot. Um, but I think it's got like some legs, very playable as well as a list. Like when I looked at it, I was like, Do you know, what? you've got loads of options. You can throw the Doom Wheel out. You've got like really strong command of the midfield. I think uh, in a load of different ways. You've got good ball control. I'm surprised we don't see it played more. But I think that this is we talk about like Lumineth being a high skill cap. I think now mm-hmm. this Skaven list is, is is quite high and it's very reliant yeah, on those spells as well. I think that's probably key. Yeah. Um, and plays hard into some top meta. Oh, he's also got the purple sun. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, I like great. purple sun. Purple sun's good, man. <laughs> yeah. For 50 points, it's great. Um, <laughs> right, so Liam A is running uh, Ravages in the Slaves to Darkness army. He's got Chaos Sorcerer mm-hmm. Lord um, with Mask of Darkness, and he's got the Master of Deception. Uh, then he's got another Chaos Sorcerer Lord, and then he's got a command trait, and then another Chaos Lord on Demonic Mount. Uh, who's got another command trait, and these are all marked, or at least he's marked Nurgle. The others don't seem to be marked. Uh, and then uh, you've got 15 Chaos Warriors, 5 Chaos Knights, 15 Chaos Warriors, 10 Chaos Warriors. That's a lot of Chaos Warriors uh, in here. Mm-hmm. Like, what is that? 40 Chaos Warriors, 10 Chaos Chosen. They've all got uh, Mark and Nurgle. The Chosen have got Sinesh, actually. Um, and then there's a uh, War Shrine with Mark and Nurgle, and it's all in the Plague Touched Warband. So going for a, a very... Di- we, uh, and he's bought CP. We haven't seen this list before. Well, I haven't seen lists. I've seen lists similar to this, but this is a very mm-hmm. interesting take. I don't know if you know much about the player, Liam. No, I don't. Um, Ravages is really cool, isn't it? Because he's going to summon 50 Iron Golems or 50 Marauders or some some combination of those two units, you would imagine, mm-hmm. um, over the course of the game, which, it, you know, that is a significant number of bodies in an army that's already got a lot of hard hard to get through wounds um the combination of nurgle and the war shrine is is obviously fantastic from a durability perspective and chaos warriors innately having reroll saves and innately having a five up mortal wound save uh, makes them difficult to get through anyway um i, I do see this army struggling to hurt anything yeah. uh, but maybe it just relies on splashback wounds and being having more bodies um and and that that's a legitimate way of, of playing slaves to darkness so um i guess we'll have to see yeah no I, i'm with you on that uh, I'm with you on that. I think the splashback damage is actually really interesting, especially those Chaos Warrior blocks, especially with reroll saves coming out of those Chaos Sorcerer mm-hmm. Lords from Oracular Vision, which is just auto. So that's that's. Well, the Warriors just get it anyway. The Warriors yeah, have but, I, yeah, but you can just throw so it on. Like, like just yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, like Beautiful. so. Yeah, they've got a lot of rerolls to to proc that um, play mm-hmm. touch warband. Right, they they throw it on the Chaos Knights. Um, yeah, it's just so good. Uh, I really like that list, by the way. I think that's really fun. Yeah, me too. It's cool. It's really cool. Uh, Jacob's running uh, Mortis Praetorians, OCR Bone Reapers list, Arcan and Catacross again. Uh, then he's got 20, 10, and 10 more tech, and he's got two Morgas Harbingers, and he's got the Harvester in this situation. So very similar to what we've seen before, uh, just the key kind of inclusion of those Harbingers. Got any feelings on that, or you just think that's fine? I think he's got the Death Death Riders instead of the second block of Mortec Guard. So he goes 20, 10, and then oh, 10 yeah, Death yeah, Riders. Sorry. And I really like the inclusion of the Death Riders. I think that, that that's good for, um, you know, that additional speed. I like the six-inch pile in. I like Mortal Wounds on the charge. I think they're a really good unit to have in an army like this. Um, and being able to bring back two a turn is really significant as well because you can obviously do some janky stuff with stringing them out. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay, yeah, I, yeah, I like that. And I like the Harbingers in the list. It's just they fight so much for points in there. Next up, Dion, if I'm saying that right, uh, with Sylvaneth and Winterleaf. Dear God. Uh, Heart Revenant <laughs> and Spirit of Durthu. Branch Wraith and another Branch Wraith. Uh, and then he's got 20 Dryads, uh, 5 Tree Revenants and 5 Spite Revs. Then he's got the, this is the big one, he's got the two blocks of Colonel Thunter, six of them with great, uh, one with great swords, one with great bows. And he's got another little pocket, three with scythes. Um, and then he's got the Free Spirits Battalion in here. Have you got any kind of feelings on this particularly? Uh, if anything, Winterleaf is one of the, the more chosen. That and Dreadwood are the kind of two more taken um, uh, yeah. sub-factions for Sylvaneth. So he can do auto run six. That's what the battalion gives you. But then you can't run and charge. So that, like, Sylvaneth is a mess, man. Um, there's another list coming up, which I'm kind of in love with. So I'll hold off on my Sylvaneth views well, till after we'll, we we'll go down. So, uh, so loads of right, luck to on. Like, those six hunters, though, 380 points for those great bows. Yeah. When you compare them to Sentinels, is outrageous points. But you compare them to it's Blissbound crazy. Archers, and you're like, this is great. So, like... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so next next up, Sam SB. This is my mm-hmm. list of the day. Uh, so it's mm-hmm. Eternal Conflagration Zinch. He's got a lot of change, obviously, change caster, uh, and this is all in the change host. Then he's got an exalted flamer, six flamers, two times three flamers, and I was like, that's a lot. And then he's got mm-hmm. 30 pinks, three lots of 10 mm-hmm. pinks. And mm-hmm. I was like, does that all fit? Have I, is the math right there? But this is wild. I love this. What do you think? Yep, that's a list. That is definitely a list. (laughs) Um, This is really strong. This is this is really strong. Like the whole army's got rend. Yeah, yeah. I think um, you know plus one to wound from the um, greater the what's his name Lord of Changes artifact, and then all of the pluses to hit through the. through the Flamers War Scroll means that, you know, that he's he's getting to that, that stage where he's, you know, twos and threes or twos and twos, whatever he can get to, and then hitting you with Rem 1 and just the volume of shooting in the army, the number of bodies. Um, this the, the should be super competitive. I think Sam has podiumed uh, at the last two events that he's gone to. So uh, he's been running lists like this or perhaps even this exact list. Um, so I would anticipate... In the first round, I think he's got the other Zench player. Whoever wins that will win the event, I reckon. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if this list beats Archeon because it doesn't. The sixes to hit are irrelevant to it, and getting the the cheeky pip of Rend is just helpful, isn't it? Like yeah, you can, and you can also like, flood Archeon with with just saves. You just oh like, yes, sure. so many shots yeah, coming sure. out of this. Uh, all right, next yep. up, um, uh, you've got the Legion of Grief uh, run by. Have you got the list by any chance, Sam? Yes, I have got it. Okay. Yeah. If, to... you, if you read through it, I'm just going to quickly go unhydrate for a second if you want to grab By that. All like, thanks, buddy. All right. Anthony. So Anthony is the um, the captain. He's, he's led a bit of a coup at my club. We, have, we're, we were captained and presidented by Will, our founder, and um, Anthony snuck up and stabbed him in the back. No, he's, <laughs> Will's off having a baby, So um, or Will's partner. It would be amazing if Will was having a baby. So, um, yeah, Anthony's the El Capitani for the model citizens, and he's running the, the Legion of Grief. So he's got a Dreadblade Harrow um, as the general, which obviously makes sense in Legion of Grief. Um, you're able to return... Um, slain units through a gravesite, but the general needs to be nearby. So the fact that the uh, Dreadblade Harrow can teleport around the board makes that, that commandability really portable and really strong. Um, he's then got a Guardian of Souls, a Knight of Shrouds, a Necromancer, a Spirit Torment, um, 
and did I say Guardian of Souls already? Yeah, he's got two. Oh my god, he's got so many characters. One, two, three, four, five, six. So he's taken six characters. I think that's a bit excessive, Anthony. Um, and they all do a range of things. So the Necro's giving him fight twice. Those Guardian of Souls are giving him plus ones to wound and bringing back D6 models. Um, the Spirit Torment couples later on with the Chain Ghasts in terms of creating these pockets where the units are getting reroll ones to hit, which is obviously really important um, in an army that predominantly is hitting on fours. He's then got 40 Chain Rasps, 10 Chain Rasps, 10 Chain Rasps, 20 Blade Geists, 2 Chain Ghasts. Um, it's it's debatable whether Chain Ghasts are the best or second best unit in Nighthaunt. I'm in an ongoing fight with Luke Morton, who's categorically wrong because he thinks they're the best. It's it's, it's Hexwraiths. 20 Dreadscythe Harridans, 10 Dreadscythe Harridans. No one takes Harridans, so big props to, to Anthony. And that comes in at 144 wounds. So... What you can do with Legion of Grief is you. there's some really cool stuff around debuffing bravery, but you can also just recycle units and it opens up unit options that don't otherwise exist, um, like the Blade Geist, for instance, in Legions of Nagash. So um, the way that this list works is that Anthony's able to hold some units off the board that'll come up in the grave sites. He's able to set up lines that he pushes into you. And if you kill the first line, he recycles them and the second line charges in and fights you. So it's really cool. Um, the Dreadscythe Harridans have a significant volume of attacks, uh, whereas the Blade Geists, they have maybe fewer attacks overall, but they're you know going to be on threes to hit re-rolling and then twos to wound from those Guardian Assaults so that they're able to... Um, like identify the unit that they're trying to fight and then take it out to a wound because, you know, realistically, if I've got three attacks each, I've got 60 attacks, I'm going to hit you, um, like, with rerolls, I'm going to hit you 50 times and I'm wounding on twos, I'm going to do 40 damage at REM 1 and that means I'm going to clear this. And that, that obviously, the reliability of the Blade Geist is great. The fact that they can retreat and charge is also terrific. Apologies hey, about that. Uh, hey, welcome back. Um... I was just freestyling, so you're fine. <laughs> We're good. talking about a military coup, so that was good. All right, nice. Uh, that's the best bit. Um, <laughs> you did great, uh, I'm sure. I, I love the Legion of Grief. I think um, Anthony's a, a great great guy, great list, middle tables. <laughs> Perfect. I mean, what you Legion of Grief are pushing a whole bunch of stuff uphill, uh, yep. ultimately. But you're having fun doing it. I think that's that's <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, next up, so this is a Silver Nith list I think you wanted to talk about, which oh, is... Man. C1? Am I saying that right? Okay. I'm not actually sure. I, I have to apologize. I always call this guy mate or dude because he's at my club. Um, so on on Saturday, I'll make a point of introducing myself and, and getting your name right. Okay. <laughs> all right. So uh, Arch Revenant, Tree Lord Ancient, all in Winterleaf, by the way, with a branch race. Three times five Spite Revenants, three times ten Dryads, and then 12 Kurnoth Hunters, 760 points in one unit with size. <laughs> in the- in the Forest Folk Outcast Battalion. <laughs> Talk to me how you feel about this. I love it. Okay, Winterleaf, sixes explode. Fantastic. Uh, Winterleaf command ability, look at a unit and nuke it. You know those nuke spells like the old um, the old Zench guy that summons pink horrors? You, yep. you know, you, you hit a unit and you roll a dice for everyone and sixes are mortals. Fantastic. Um, the 12 guys come in, they have three attacks each. They're like threes and threes, Ren 2, damage D3. But then the Arch Revenant buffs it up so it's four attacks each. And then the artifact means once per game you get to fight twice with them. So they go in and there's like 12 of them, 48 attacks. 
sixes explode, fighting twice, re-rolling once to hit because that's the other Arch Revenant ability. And then he's brought in the Endless Spell, which is plus three to run and charge. And that's on a caster that's able to cast two spells a turn. So the first thing that he does is casts um, the Throne of Vines. So he's got a higher casting value than for the Endless Spell. And then the spell that the Tree Lord has every turn brings back a Kurnoth Hunter and it is automatically cast and cannot be unbound. Wow. So he just gets five five Kurnoths back over the course of the game. Into the big so, brick. Into the big brick. So you can do stuff like you can um, run them up the board, right, and then you can start adding your models to, to the front of the unit, then adding plus three to movement and charge. Um, you can get in, you can go, doof, 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 and you can just kill stuff. And then when it's your opponent's turn, your whole army dies. So it's like, <laughs> for me, for me, this is the best army at the event. When I saw this, I was just like, oh, dude, you're, you're a hero. You're a hobby hero. Um, you deserve to be applauded. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm into that. Like, and I love that. Like, I was like, I definitely have 12 cards with sides. This sounds really fun um, and push in. And it's like, I mean, in your opponent's turn, they get to re-roll their saves. They just plant their feet and they're like, cool, I'm re-rolling my save now. I mean, there's enough rend out there and mortal wounds probably to chew through them um, and shooting as well. But yeah, I like he's got that. screens. He's got screens in this army. I think everything that's not a Kurnoth Hunter should be screening a Kurnoth Hunter, even if that means you're sacrificing Treeman like to to do it. Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, awesome, well done. Uh, yeah, big love to that. Like that's fun to see. Uh, then next up we have John. Mc- I don't think I missed anything. No, I haven't. No, nah, John John's, John's a TO, so let's skip John because then they've got a um. They've got a stand-in now as the, what do you call it, the backup player if there's odd numbers. Okay, yeah, perfect. So then Hayden Ford, uh, he's running Seraphon, Fangs of Sotek. Uh, he's got the Astroth Banner Bearer. He's got Croak, Skink Priest, two Star Priests um, uh, in there as well. So fair, very, very standard so far. That's like pretty much the loadout. Five Saurus Guard, yep. Two times 40 Skinks, yep. Uh, two times uh, five Chameleon Skinks. Uh, and then the, the new pocket... Um, play for Seraphon is three Vanguard Raptors with long strike crossbows, the two allies of three Aether Wings, and then Bellwind Vortex, Bound Geminids, and then Bound Purple Sun, which you don't see very often, uh, and then the mm-hmm. extra command point. So uh, I'm going to say fairly standard up until the Vanguard Raptors, uh, not no inclusion of Salamanders. How do you feel about this list? There are 18 good blokes and Hayden Ford attending this event. <laughs> <laughs> this is the strongest list in Warhammer. This is legitimately this this exact loadout is the strongest list. That can be a clickbait. This is the strongest list in Warhammer. I like I, I I've played and lost to this numerous times. Um, the Raptors are disgusting. The Aether Wings mean that this version of Fangs is protected from the Alpha uh, in a way that no other Seraphon list that I've seen uh, is able to do. So things like Marathi are really problematic to Seraphon but they're not problematic if she cops a turn of Aether Wings in, you know, the turn she comes in and then the Fangs have enough time to kill the rest of the daughter's army. So uh, I, I think, yeah, this is, from from my perspective, this is top dog. Um, and if Hayden's got some reps in, he's going to win a lot of events this year if this list is able to um, make it make it through the GHB and whatever whatever's going to come from from a third edition perspective. The um, I just want to give a, a quick... Um, a quick rundown on what you can do with the long strikes. So your ziggurat, right? Yeah. If you're within six inches of that, your long strikes 
are set up in there, they don't move, then they get the extra range. So they've got that huge thing. They've already got 30 inches, huge footprint, and they've already got 30 inches, and they've just teleported six inches up. So it means that the long strikes can get the backboard edge, turn one. Um, Wow. When Croak can already do that turn one thing, so what that means is that the likelihood of him killing support characters is higher than other Fang's armies. Then he drops down camos, and they can obviously box you in, and then you can sit skinks behind that. And then in turns two, three, and four, you can you can summon skinks as well. Uh, and I think the bound purple sun is is overlooked by Seraphon players. I think Seraphon players um, are simple. I think they're 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 cold blooded, and. Um, that they haven't seen, they just haven't seen yet the, the how oppressive that can be. Because you think about, imagine it hitting twelve Colonel Hunters, two Colonel Hunters dead, and it's just sitting on the unit now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you can spike as well. And if it hits a unit of like twenty Hearth, there's a whole whole number of matchups where that Purple Sun um, it should be incredibly scary. And it's cast on an eight, so they need to hit a nine to dispel it. Um, yeah, really, really good. Really, um, I think underrepresented and. and if, I'm, I'm glad we don't see more of the bound purple sun. Bound, bound spells are a real issue for the game. Like bound no, I spells just, are, I, 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 are, I was are so my, bad to play against. I was writing my Age of Sigmar pack today, and it's just banned. It's the like yeah. one of the few house yeah. comps. I was like, and it's like if yeah. someone like like that, I don't want you to ban it. I'm like, I don't care. Like, <laughs> like don't you, have stu- you have enough other stuff. You have enough other stuff. People don't come. Like they're your options, really. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I mean not having bound and the spells does nothing to make the power level. I mean, it does nothing to... Uh, it's still very strong. Um, but yeah, bound and the yep. spells are, are, are problematic. I mean, bound... We've talked about this uh, before, but obviously Bellacor's bringing up bound uh, shards of Alagar, or even or even if you can get really... Like, you can have loads of fun with bound like on the Soul Seeker as well. Um, oh, because, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Just just end end conversation. So like, it should be double the points or whatever the situation. But I talk about the Chameleon Skinks as well. Chameleon Skinks mint... Uh, love them in the list as well, and I think that's really good. So much CP, and like you said, the Vanguard Raptors with the block, and then also mm-hmm. Fang, so you've got Shoot Retreat. Really, mm-hmm. really, really strong. So, yeah. you got this big dilemma. Do you go first or second? Uh, and if you give them first, they accumulate four or five command points, and then they're, they're feeling pretty safe, and maybe they're able to set up um, some defensive play in terms of the Geminids sitting in front of your army and the Purple Sun, maybe a screen. And then if you give them seconds, they're on for the double. And I think if Fangs ever get a double against you, they will win the game. I think that that is the the, the power that they're able to project means that they'll table almost anything in the game. So, um, yeah, real r- real dilemma whenever you're playing them and um, something that you probably need to, if you want to win events, probably something you need to think about before the event. How am I going to deal with Fangs and what am I going to do in terms of the turn sequencing? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> what do you do against such unnatural hate? Is the real question, and it's a hard <laughs> answer. It's a hard answer. Uh, okay, uh, looks like a really great event. Not one, uh, not one of the only events uh, happening at the week. Uh, not the weekend, but happening over in Australia. Well, good bit of news coming out of Australia as well is the uh, uh, the Toowoomba Open. Is it called the Open? I think it is sold mm-hmm. out, which is really exciting. And uh, I think you're going to that, right? Yeah, can't wait. So it's the end of August. Um, me, Chris Welfare, um, Simon, just sort of netlisting dads. That's the that's the crew. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and the event's going, being run by by Gemma, Mick, and Gar- is it Gary? Yeah, Gary up there in up there. So it's going to be like it's going to be really fun. Um, I've never been there. Apparently, as a city, it's it's wild um, in all the most debaucherous ways. So we've. Um, you know, we've got some pretty redneck places here, but I hear it's even a, 
a tier above. So I'm looking forward to, to getting to experience that, immerse myself in the culture. I just imagine there being thousands <laughs> of Dennis's and I'm super into that. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> that would, that'd be perfect in so many ways. Uh, all right. Uh, you got any kind of other final thoughts about the, uh, the list here and uh, the matchups? All right, I'm going to quickly run through the matchups because I want to do these guys justice. So Josh, who won the last event, is going to win round one. He's playing Eidneth into Sylvaneth. Yeah. So Eidneth into Sylvaneth, Eidneth wins. Uh, Matty O, he's playing Sons of Behemoth, and he's playing against the Shooting Pistoliers list. So he's going to get shot off. That's all right. Have That's a fine. good time. Enjoy yourself. Lean into it. Um, Anthony with the OBR with two crawlers is playing against the Skaven. So I think that the OBR will win that one. Um, Jacob with the OBR is playing against the Legion of Grief. Uh, I'm going to go for Legion of Grief just because Anthony's the captain of my club and I don't want him to kick me out of the club. I really enjoy going and playing Warhammer there. <laughs> I think that's the, <laughs> that's the safe bet. Don't want to have my membership card revoked. Um, Bevan with the Ogre Boar Tribes is playing against the OBR list with Nagash. So that should be really interesting because obviously Nagash can um, hand of dust things still, which um, hand of dusting uh, an ogre frost lord on Stonehorn is pretty cool. Uh, I'm going to give it to Bevan just because of the number of mortal wounds that they do. I think we saw on the stream on the weekend, the cumulative effect of all those mortals um, can be really significant. And I think he's just going to kill everything in the, in the OBR list ultimately. Uh, we've got Nurgle with the uh, Plague Touch Warband playing against Sylvaneth. Oh, man. The sixes to hit will explode, but then they'll be re-rolled. So that's sad. <laughs> um, <laughs> Very sad. The, the trick doesn't work. It's been turned off. Uh, I think, yeah, the Nurgle will win that one. Zench versus Zench. What do you, that's the most interesting matchup of the first round. What do you reckon? I think it goes to the change host. Uh, because cause the one thing that you can't do with it, the Archeon build is you wind it up and you sling it forward or you put it as a threat. Yeah. But you can play mm -hmm. such, an, such an easy castle with that. Uh, depends on the battle plan. It's Scorched Earth. So I think. What, first, just, first round? Oh, well, it depends. Yeah. If, he's, if he's dumb and he deploys in the middle, then, then he maybe loses. But if he just deploys strong on a flank then all he does is just roll up. Archeon has to come over and engage with the castle because it's all he's got to do. And then he just flamers them off over a couple of turns. As long as he can screen well enough at the pinks, he gets his micromanagement done well enough, um, then he's just got bodies for days. And uh, he can just like just burn him to pieces. And like maybe like it's a slow burn game. Like It's probably going to rely on priority rolls two and three uh, for who's going to cap some objectives, but then it, like the Zinch Archeon list should steamroll. And also the Change Host is going to love him generating extra points, so to disrupt some other blues all over the place. Because they're both, because the, the Archeon list needs to cast, and the Change Host list doesn't need to cast. So yeah, like, sure. if, the, if, he, if he wants to like, um, like Fate Point starve him, uh, like we saw done so well by Steven at the weekend, then I think, uh, that's not to say that it's, it's a foregone conclusion, because I think he can play it badly. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think uh, that's one of the few armies that can tank and spank uh, very, very effectively. So, and he just has to send Archeon forward. Like, just there's no other options. So, well, yeah, it's half his army, isn't it? So if he doesn't, if he doesn't do that, then all of a sudden he's playing one thousand points versus two thousand points, and then that's never going to end well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm saying it's the uh, the change host in that situation, depending right. on how it's played. And then, yeah, that, I agree. Uh, me is Gen. Death GA versus Nick with the Stormcast. Um, oh, yeah, I, uh, this my list just eats Stormcast. I played it. I played the matchup like ten times. Um, Hexwraith's just and um, because they don't fly, ten zombies cost sixty points. 
So his 520 evocators, the most they're ever going to do is kill 10 zombies. Like, do you know, the, that that trade is just great for me. Um, so I think I'll win that, but who knows? Now that I've said it, Nick will probably shoot me off with the camo skinks. <laughs> <laughs> Take it off. Also, also I, I feel like if we're getting towards the end of Age of Sigmar 2, we can at least say that Nagash, I think, has won the Soul Wars. Uh, we see a lot more death yep. units than we ever see Stormcast. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, mm-hmm. after you. Uh, all right, then we got Slaves to Darkness in that, that cool list versus the Ideneth Deepkin um, without any deep strikes. I actually, I, I think the Slaves to Darkness will just win. I think they'll really? out-tank the Ideneth, and I think if the Ideneth go in um, and they chuck a heap of attacks in, um, they're just going to cop a heap of mortal wounds back. They're going to, you know, I, 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 I like the I like the Slaves to Darkness in that matchup. It yeah, was Morsar Guard. Morsar Guard would destroy them. But, um, yeah, against the Ishlam, whatever. We don't have rend anyway. We don't we don't kill stuff. We just have more bodies than you. Um, and if he summons fifty bodies over the course of the game, that's like three times as many bodies as the Ideneth player even has. Um, yeah, so agree. yeah, I'm, I'm all, uh, all about darkness. Thanks for the grey lichen for resubscribing. Big love to you. Um, finally, it took me three months to learn his name, but I nailed it. Uh, sorry, Sam. After nice. you continue. You're right, man. We've gone forever. I'm sure we've run over your quota here. People have finished their lunch breaks there. <laughs> no, no, no. We like is that all the matchups? <laughs> That's all the matchups. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, lovely. Uh, no, it's been it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Uh, it's been very very fun, very informative. And that's happening this weekend, right? So me and Owen are going to be able to talk about it on the Stat Center on Monday. Yeah. If I do well, I'll send you the stats like immediately. Um, and if I take a couple of losses, you guys probably won't get them. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. That's exactly right. Uh, to quote Darren, uh, it's going to be so fun for you to roll Warhammer so you can ask people how their games were just so they ask you how your game went, which is really yeah, why exactly. we ask. That's really why we ask. Uh, any shout outs before we go, Sam? Um, Adam Burt, great guy. Fucking Adam Burt. What a funny bastard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Uh, all right amazing thanks to the twitch chat thanks to everyone on patreon thanks to everyone who listens to the podcast and everyone on youtube you're all brilliant thank you very much uh join me again tomorrow tomorrow's very exciting uh, i've got Stuart mccowan on uh who is i mean i don't think i can probably um hype that up enough uh, along with sam uh some of those rare players who just like keep pushing the envelope of what the of age of sigma can be uh Stuart's, uh done so so well uh, as we already know with um uh, he was doing iron guts really really well then we started to see him do with yetis uh, so like it's just gonna be really interesting to hear what his take is we saw him play some phenomenal games on tts over the uh, uh, last week not last week 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 before so it'd be really interesting to hear what his take is generally on age sigma i haven't heard him publicly you know him sam right yeah he's from my club so Stuart and i are from the same club model citizens um he's a musician you should go check him out on itunes everyone that listens to his song he gets like a cent or whatever so let's let's just build it up build it oh up God. he's an awesome pianist like an ama- I'll send you his I'll send you his album after this. A really really ask talented. Him if he'll dude. do like the theme music for the show. Like- yeah, hundred percent. He'll be amazing. <laughs> I'm sure he can compose. He's he's multi multi talented dude. All right, amazing. So that's gonna be really good. So do join us again for that um, uh, tomorrow. Uh, thanks for being here and goodbye, everyone. I look after you. Oh, we've got to raid someone. Sam, sorry. <laughs> let me give. Sorry, sorry. Uh, right, let man, me give you it, the gift. It. Would you like to raid a Warhammer person or get creepy and weird? Oh, the. I went to the improv one when we raided the improv a couple of weeks ago, and that, that was, was really weird, man. That was really weird. Um, get back there, or, or no, I don't... <laughs> something along those lines could be good. Yeah. Okay, so talk shows and podcasts uh, are always really fun. Um, nope, definitely not doing that one. Uh, try and find something. 
I probably should prep this ahead of time, but you never know who's going to be live. It's kind of the, the key takeaway. Uh, ooh, who knows? Nope. <laughs> Not that. Podcasting is full of uh, some interesting folk, is what I'm going to say. Is the nice way of putting it. Come on, something's got to stand out. Oh, no. Oh, no. The late morning at lunch. Uh, radio you can watch. Not into that. That doesn't be. That doesn't sell fun. Sorry about this. Uh, I'm just trying to. Find, there's a lot of like Infowars stuff, which you have to generally avoid. <laughs> That's the main problem. Like the top like three are all like Infowar based stuff, and I'm like, this is too much for me. Um, <laughs> let's do this. I have no no idea what this is, but this looks fun and weird. So let's go do that. Um, uh, I probably should get one of the mods to like go prep a channel in the future, but. That's, that's that sounds way too serious as a channel thing. Uh, thank you, Sam, for listening to the show. Oh, listening to the show, being on the show. Uh, you're mm-hmm. great. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.